Hello, everyone. This is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. Greetings and welcome, everybody. It is Friday, February 4th, 2022. It was on this day in 1787 that Shays Rebellion, an uprising of farmers in Massachusetts, was defeated in the early years of the United States. It was also in this day in 1861 that the Montgomery Convention met in Montgomery, Alabama, and it was at this convention that the Confederate States of America was developed from the states that had seceded from the United States Union following the election of Abraham Lincoln just a few months before. It would be about a month from now on March 4th, not January 20th back then, but March 4th, that Abraham Lincoln would be sworn in as the President of the United States with a good number of states having seceded and forming the Confederate States of America. And this, of course, would be a direct cause of the American Civil War. But this week, as a church throughout the United States... We are celebrating Catholic Schools Week, and it's an important week to celebrate a legacy that is an important one here in the United States, and that is the legacy of the Catholic schools in the United States. Of course, the U.S. is not the only country to have Catholic schools, but it is very much a success story in this country as the Catholic schools continue to provide a superior education for children throughout the nation, and in particular, disadvantaged children. Of course, the school system today stands on the shoulders of giants, great saints of the United States, such as Francis Xavier Cabrini, who was the first American citizen to become a saint, and Mother Elizabeth Ann Seton, who was the first person born in this country to become a saint, John Newman, Catherine Drexel, to name just a few. People who saw a need. Francis Cabrini saw the need among immigrant children to not only teach them a good education, but one with a Catholic theme, a Catholic orientation, to teach these children not only reading, writing, and arithmetic, but the faith, a faith that hopefully the children are being raised in at home. John Newman We've heard of the Newman Centers and the universities. He promoted Catholic schools, but he also promoted a Catholic presence in the higher institutions of education throughout the country. And these religious communities and others like them established the Catholic school system in many, many places throughout the United States. Schools that were attached to parishes as the largest ministry of that parish and is a real success story because it has consistently and continues to be a superior education in our nation today. And we have seen, unfortunately, in the last few months, just how bad things have gotten in the public schools with things such as critical race theory, secretly and very sneakily being introduced to public schools. And when parents have found out about it and objected to that curriculum and those values being taught, have arrived at school board meetings where they have been in many ways, alienated, put down, insulted, belittled as Christian extremists, white supremacists. Why? Because they are concerned about what their children are learning in the public schools, and the public schools have taken on the attitude that 
It is not the parents who are responsible for their children's education, but rather it is the state that is responsible for it. But that is not the case in Catholic schools. Catholic schools work with parents. Of course, yes, there might be some instances where parents don't like the Catholic values that are being taught, but they can still choose to send their their children there or not send their kids to Catholic school. Public schools, in many cases, they don't have any choice. Catholic schools, they do, and when they send their children to those schools, it's presumed that they are sending them because they want to receive a Catholic-based education. But it is still done in conjunction with the parents. Parents are kept informed. Parents are, are informed and oriented and included in any way they can in the education of their children. Unfortunately, it's not always the case. We see parents who just drop their kids off at school, and that's pretty much the only involvement parents have. But it is the desire of Catholic schools to include the parents and keep the parents as part of their children's education because the Catholic faith recognizes that the parents are the primary teachers of their children, and especially in matters of faith. But there are a number of good reasons why the Catholic school is superior to public education. For example, they offer an education that combines Catholic faith and teaching with academic excellence. They partner with parents in the faith formation of their children in addition to their education. High standards are set for the students to achieve, and there is help that is given to them to succeed. A balanced academic curriculum is provided that integrates faith and culture and life in which technology is used effectively to enhance education. I know the school that I graduated from, from grammar school, has a very strong robotics program that is particular to that school. They instill students with the values of service to others, which is at the heart of what it means to be Christian, caring for those in need, worshiping God properly, and being of service to one another. Children are taught respect of self and others. They don't need critical race theory to make them feel bad about themselves, or to belittle other groups and made them feel victims, they are taught to have respect for all people, regardless. They emphasize moral development and self-discipline. One thing I remember a previous president of the United States said that he wanted in our public schools to have a science-based sex education. And of course, there's nothing wrong with that, but a Catholic school also provides a values-based sex education when that subject comes up at the appropriate grade level. They prepare students in the Catholic schools to be effective members of the church who can pass on that faith to the next generation, to their own children, but also to be productive citizens and future leaders who we hope will take that Catholic faith to the manner in which they live their lives in whatever walk of life they find themselves. The success rate in Catholic schools is also very high. There's a 99% high school graduation rate in the Catholic schools. And 85% of Catholic school, grammar school graduates go to college. 85%. They cultivate a faculty and staff of people who are dedicated, caring, and effective. And they provide a safe, and welcoming environment for all, not just Catholics, but even non-Catholics come to the Catholic school to receive that superior education. And of course, under the heading of evangelization, 
they learn the Catholic faith, even if they themselves are not Catholic. And sometimes there might be those students who later on become Catholics and raise their family Catholics because of the, the foundation in education that they received in the Catholic schools and especially the Catholic grammar schools. So the Catholic school system is a great boon to the United States. First of all, without them, the public schools would be overwhelmed. They wouldn't know what to do with all the extra students that they have. They have a hard enough time with the students they currently have. And with the rate in which people complain about classrooms being too large, just imagine how large the classrooms in the public schools would be if we didn't have the Catholic schools and other private schools. Also, Catholic schools, you get more bang for your buck. When we constantly hear of how much is spent in the public schools on students' education, and in some places, allegations on how much money doesn't go to the students or to the schools, but rather to bureaucracies. In the Catholic schools, that's not the case. They try their best to keep tuition affordable. And in some cases, parishes even pitch in through their collection donations to help pay for a Catholic education to be provided in those parishes and keep the tuition low. But because funding is always an issue, Catholic schools know how to stretch the dollars and cents that they are given by their donors, by supportive parishioners, and by the tuition that is paid by the parents. But of course, there are challenges that the Catholic school system faces, not the least of which is, of course, funding. We don't have the kind of religious brothers and sisters that we once did who dedicated their lives to the success of Catholic education. There is a shortage of religious brothers and sisters to staff our schools. And even many of the newer orders, I name a couple, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, who have had the pleasure of visiting and meeting at their mother house, the St. Cecilia Dominicans of Nashville, Tennessee, founded in 1861, are excellent Catholic school teachers who are in very high demand, but there are not enough sisters to meet all the demands so they can be selective as to where they will send their sisters to teach. So the Catholic school system, in order to continue its legacy, has had to rely on dedicated lay teachers, men and women, who do not dedicate their lives to a profession in which they make a lot of money, but dedicate their lives to a system of education that they believe in. And the church continues to work to be able to pay them a good wage in gratitude, if not in compensation, for their dedication. We also see a challenge in parishes of a great detachment between parish and school. Sometimes that detachment is fostered by the bishops and the priests in these parishes in which there is a very much a separation mentality between the school and the parish, rather than seeing the school as the largest outreach and ministry of the parish. You hear people say, well, my kids don't go to the school. My kids don't go to the school anymore. I don't have kids. And there's a great separation, and there's no real motivation among many parishioners to support their parish school. And the same can be said 
for the students and parents of a school who don't see their place in a parish. Unfortunately, I see it in many, many places. Just last Sunday was Catholic School Sunday, in which at one of the Sunday Masses is celebrated the local Catholic school, the parish school. But very few parents came with their children. The teachers didn't even come to the parish Mass. The sisters were there, yes. A handful of the students who participated in the Mass were there, but in many cases, the parents dropped their kids off and didn't stay for Mass. There's not that connection that they feel between parish and school, and that needs to be rectified. There's also a challenge with regard to the school's alumni, especially grammar school alumni. High schools have alumni committees that keep in touch with their graduates and are able to effectively get support and financial support from their graduates. Universities also do that. But the Catholic grammar schools are very much the orphaned children of alumni associations. Grammar school, Catholic school alumni don't do as much supporting of their grammar schools as they should, as they do their high schools and colleges. And yet, where did they get the foundation that made them successful in high school and college? But while so many support their high schools and colleges as alumni, they neglect and forget where they got those foundations. And you don't see as much alumni support in the Catholic grammar schools. And that, too, is something that is a challenge that must be faced by the Catholic schools. We also see a challenge of many Catholic schools that are not as Catholic as they should be. We see, unfortunately, many teachers who are not practicing Catholics, some not even Catholic, in which religion is taught simply as an academic subject, a classroom subject, where the main teacher of a given class level leaves the classroom while the religion teacher comes in. And it could happen with a Catholic school teacher who is Catholic or a Catholic school teacher who's not Catholic, that they don't know their faith well enough to actually teach it, and a separate teacher has to come in, and then, of course, that teaching is not enforced effectively throughout the rest of the day. I run into a number of Catholic school students who don't know their prayers, don't know the saints, don't know the feast days, don't know how to pray the rosary, and families of Catholic schools who don't go to Mass on Sunday, and that needs to be addressed. Because as I always like to say, it could be the best Catholic school in the world. If the students don't get it at home, it is the worst Catholic school. They need to have it enforced at home, and they need to practice that faith. I look at my own graduating class, class of 1984, we're pushing a good 40 years, I think, if I do the math correctly, just in a couple of years. And even while I was in school, many of my classmates did not go to Mass on Sunday. And I can guess many of them don't right now as adults raising children. Are they raising their children in the faith? I know some are, but I would guess that most of them are not. And these are my grammar school classmates. 
but perhaps the biggest challenge that must be faced, and this goes back to the separation mentality, are those priests in our parishes who don't support the school or who detach themselves from the school. And I have met more priests than I care to remember who come into a parish with a school and the first item on their agenda is they want to close the school. Their reasons are, well, the area is not that Catholic anymore. I know in parts of San Francisco, some of the areas where we do see families that would send their kids to the school are not Catholic. Well, I tell them, well, heaven forbid, we engage in evangelization. I mean, did St. Francis Xavier, one of the great missionaries, stand on the ship off of China and say, well, I don't think I want to go there because they're not very Christian. They're more Buddhist. Did he say that it, he, as he was ready to land in Japan and the Far East? No, he went there to spread the gospel, to increase the number within the church. And we can do that. Some say that we're not producing the product. Not as many practicing Catholics. Well, we need to address that. Rather than close the largest means of evangelization in our parishes, the largest means of ministry in our parishes, they simply want to give up and close the schools. And that needs to be addressed among our priests and also our parishioners. But we need to not dismantle the legacy of those who went before us, some of whom have been canonized saints who have built in this country the best education system in this country, the most successful education system in this country. And when compared to where public schools are today and the alienation they cause with parents, we need to keep the Catholic schools alive and functioning. We need to be selective as to what teachers are hired so that we have the best practicing Catholics teaching in our schools. We need to foster vocations among our young women and men to the religious life so that our teachers can grow again in being the religious sisters and brothers who made that system so substantial in the past. But let's not look back on a legacy that is truly one we can be proud of as American Catholics, as Catholics in the United States. And let's not dismantle that legacy simply because we find challenges that are difficult to face today. There are probably more challenges that you can think of. I'll probably think of once I sign off. But as we wrap up Catholic Schools Week 2022, we need to be dedicated to the success of Catholic schools. Our nation needs it because we need an education system that our founding fathers envisioned for our society, a society that was religious, not a state church, but a, a, a nation and a society that was and that is religious. Because while we say politics corrupts, we know that religion and faith is a check on that pattern of corruption. In our Constitution, they developed a government of checks and balances in which each branch of the government checks the power of the other branch. But religion puts a check on the corruption that politics, power, money, influence can cause. And faith 
is what will keep our nation prosperous. Not atheism, not secularism, not progressivism, but solid faith and values based on the Jewish Catholic faith. And our Catholic schools are the best ways to provide that. More so than CCD programs. One hour a week doesn't cut it. You're not going to get a solid practicing Catholic from CCD, or at least not as many. But we need to keep our Catholic schools open, functioning, and successful, and Catholic. And we're reminded of that during this Catholic Schools Week. So see if in your parishes there is a Catholic school, and be supportive of it. Even if your children don't go there, even if you have no children, even if your children don't go there anymore, keep that support alive for your parish Catholic school. Because that provides the foundation for success in high school, even the Catholic high schools, and colleges and universities. And we need to remember saints like Francis Xavier Cabrini, Elizabeth Ann Seton, John Newman, and others, along with saints from around the world who pioneered Catholic education, especially for the poor and the needy. And build upon that legacy rather than dismantle it as if that legacy has no value. It does have a value. And we need to continue to ensure its continuation throughout the world, but especially right here in the United States. Because in the United States, we give the best education around in our Catholic schools. To dismantle that would to leave children in the lurch to the inadequate, politically-oriented agendas of the public schools that will do nothing more than corrupt our children with no moral values, with division based on externals, and in a system that seeks to lower the bar with low expectations rather than raise the standard to provide a superior education, but the Catholic schools will continue to provide that. And with all of our help, it will continue in the future, and we will see the legacy of these great saints continuing on now and in the future. And who knows, there may be other great saints that will emerge from the development, continuation, and the saving of our Catholic schools today. And who knows who those great saints from our country might be. So those are my thoughts for this week on the end of this Catholic Schools Week in 2022. Thank you for listening, and with any luck, I will talk to you again soon.